Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 161. The excitement in the days leading up to a Royal Caribbean cruise is one of the best feelings next to maybe embarkation day. Knowing your cruise vacation is right around the corner gives all of us such a sense of euphoria and a warm feeling to know that it is our turn to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise next. This week, I am one of those lucky people, and I'll be previewing my upcoming cruise on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas. This next adventure of mine is a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise, and I will be previewing our plans for the ship, what stands out about Freedom of the Seas, and what I am most excited to try. Here we go. This week, I'm going to be going on Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas for the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise. And this week, we're previewing, actually, this cruise because whether it's a group cruise or not, I love to share with all of you my experiences and what I'm looking forward to doing to help you understand what I'm planning. And I think this will hopefully help you and anyone else who's planning a cruise either on Freedom of the Seas or maybe just cruise in general, you know, kind of get a good idea of what's going on, what Freedom of the Seas offers, and kind of insight into the whole planning process. And joining me for this episode is someone who's going on the cruise with me, the one, the only, the fabulous Annette Owens from MEI Travel. Annette, welcome back to the podcast. Annette Owens-Jackson. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, I did. Oh, I made a mistake. I know. I know. I know. I know. Sorry. Well, it's a big me- test. Actually, this leads perfectly into the segue as to why I forgot your your new name, because when last we were on Freedom of the Seas together, you were getting married. I know. I'm so excited about this cruise. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, of course, this is the Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise that we're going on. And uh, the group cruises, for those who are unaware, are these cruises that we've organized. So basically, well, you know what? We love going on Royal Caribbean cruises. We love talking with people that love going on Royal Caribbean cruises. What if we went on a Royal Caribbean cruise with other people who love going on Royal Caribbean cruises? And voila, the group cruises are born. We've had two great group cruises so far. This is our third Freedom of the Seas. And Annette, I know that you and I are really excited for this for a couple of reasons. Number one, hey, we're going back on a cruise. Can't argue with that. But also, yep. this is a, a ship that you and I know very well. In fact, this is the ship I've been on the most. And this was the ship that you got married on last year. So... I guess let's talk about the first question I always ask people is, Annette, why did we pick Freedom of the Seas? I know I have my reasons for it, but what, what stood out to you as to why we kind of lean towards freedom, you think? Well, see, one, I let you pick because you're the client. <laughs> so I let you pick. And then maybe blame I just kind of was like, yeah, I'm blaming you. But hey, you know, if you go on this one, I definitely am coming with you because this is my ship. I have claimed this ship. It is mine. So any group cruises we have going on Freedom, I think I'm going to be there. Um, but I think it's the location. I, You know, going out of Port Canaveral, mm-hmm. that's convenient. It's just convenient, especially now that you moved. Very convenient. But it's a port we know very well. The ship, it's the right size for me. I love Oasis, love Allure. I'm sure I'm going to love Harmony when I get to go on her. But Freedom's kind of the right size for me. It's a great ship. I've been on Freedom of the Seas three times. This will be lucky number four, the golden sombrero, if you will, of going mm-hmm. on cruise ships uh, for me. And, you know, Freedom is just a – it's a classy, awesome experience on board. And we were look, I was looking for a cruise around this time of year, and we looked at a lot of different options in that. And yes, what's, we did. First of all, <laughs> but first of all what, I loved, what I loved about this was that it, went, it goes over Labor Day. So for yes. many of us, that's a built-in day off that we get for free. So it's only four vacation days required for, a, for a seven-night cruise. Vacation. Y'all yeah. were on vacation. I'm working. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the rest of us, it's it's vacation time. Yeah. And uh, that really, you know, was was a big one. Also, we are somewhat limited when you, we wanted to go on a cruise around this time of year. Be it, we were, I think we we're looking at it at late late August, early September ish, and. Right. There are still a number of Royal Caribbean ships over in Europe, and they're going to be in Europe for at least another month or so. They don't start coming back from Europe until late October, early November. So you've mm-hmm. it, there's not a huge amount of options in terms of what's available compared to what's going to be available, say, around Thanksgiving when, all, when basically the whole European fleet returns to the United States. But that's not taking anything away from freedom because it's a great ship. There's a ton to do on here. And there's – you know what? I kind of realize in that. Despite the fact this is my fourth time on on Freedom, this is I've got a number of first time things going on already. I haven't even set, stepped foot on board yet. You're doing the Flow Rider? <laughs> no, no, let's not get crazy. Um, <laughs> Dead silence. Dead silence. <laughs> anyway, I think you're going through a tunnel. So uh, first of all, we I booked a when I originally booked this cruise, I booked a panoramic ocean view room, thinking I really wanted to do that room, and I did. I know but, you so wanted that. I, I still do so want that, but my over my my desire for an awesome room was overwhelmed greatly by my by my also other desire for having separation from my children that I dearly love but do not enjoy sharing a room with. And we looked at a lot of different. I sat on that room for a long time, and then I finally said, "Annette, I'm pulling the trigger. Get me two. Give me two rooms." There we go. <laughs> yeah, but I did get two rooms that are completely new to me. I'm I'm trying for the first time a pan a panoramic a <laughs> royal promenade. I got the P right. The promenade yeah. view rooms. This will be my first time staying in one. I've been in one before, but never stayed in one. Oh, you've never stayed in excited. one. That's right. That's right. I love those rooms. I had connecting years ago when I was traveling with my kids, and they were younger, so they can get up in the window, they can look down, they can see it's safe. There's lots of space, and that for some reason that window. Mm-hmm. It just makes the room feel bigger than an inside stateroom. It just it just feels bigger. Yeah, it it jets out because it's a bay window, right? And you get a little bit of a seating area also there. They can it's perfect for the kids. I agree. When as soon as we booked it and I got over the panoramic loss, the the cool <laughs> thing I think is is for the kids. As you know, you know what's always weird about Freedom is they do they run the parade twice on the cruise yep. typically, but the first time they run it, it's at like ten o'clock at night or something like that. Kids are in bed. Yeah, exactly. But now I can say, all right, you know, go watch the parade in your pajamas and hop back in bed as soon as it's over because we're going to sleep. And, yeah. you know, that's that's part of the fun. But I think you're right. I think it's they're going to enjoy just being able to people watch and wave to people. And, you know, it's going to be a fun experience, I think. And especially being so close to the Royal Promenade itself. I even yes. love that even better. Well, they get to spy on people. So now I'm going to have to figure out which room it is so I can make faces at them. You know, when I'm walking by, don't laugh at me. You know, I'll do it. But, you know, some people are scared of those rooms because they think it's going to be loud. Mm. It really isn't. You don't hear. You don't hear that. It's all going on, but it's not bad. Absolutely. And it's a great value when you consider that you get essentially a view for an inside room. And it's, it's, you know, a little more space, like you said. And it's a neat little thing. And something that's available on Voyager, Freedom, and... Oasis class ships. I don't think there are any on the Esplan- that face the Esplanade on Quantum class ships. I'm sure I'll get an email about it if I'm wrong. But that being said, the the interesting thing about it is that it's a unique kind of room. Something that's actually not only unique; it's unique to Royal Caribbean. I don't think there's any other cruise lines out there that have something like this. So you know, another neat idea. And I'm looking forward to finally trying it myself. And I I've heard people be concerned about the noise, but I've heard from plenty of people that tell that have told me, "Don't worry about it, dude." 
not going to be yeah. a problem. It's it's very well insulated and it's worth every penny of it. So I'm that's that's my number. My, that's my first uh, first. My other first, and I, I I don't have a way to justify this. I don't have a good explanation. Uh-oh, I bought I can't trip wait insurance. To hear it. Okay, I bought trip insurance for the first time. Oh, you should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> for all these other cruises. Okay, so what, what made you decide this time to do trip insurance? I honestly don't know. I was reading a, a thread <laughs> on the Rokin blog message boards, and there was a thread about someone who was mentioning something that happened to their kid, and they had trip insurance, thankfully, and it was fine. And it got me thinking. I was like, we've never, as you pointed out, I've never gotten trip insurance. And yeah. trip insurance is something that you have to – it's a personal decision. Uh, it's something that you have to decide for yourself based on your risk tolerance. And you know what? I think what it was, I was thinking about this for a little bit. I think the reason I got it is it just helps me sleep better at night. I just, it, peace of mind. That's all it is. It was fairly inexpensive. Um, I got it through mm-hmm. Allianz Travel, which I've heard very good things about. Yep, and, and it was, I think, $99 for the four of us. So not a huge investment. And if it helps me feel better, you know, sleep better. Have right. peace of mind. I think that's worth it to me. And well, I'm, I'm that ninety nine dollars. Hopefully, you don't have to use it. Yes, but that ninety nine dollars is well worth it. If for some reason you had to come back home and you had to take that helicopter shore excursion ride home, because that's not cheap. Right, or anything, anything. You know, somebody, anything. Uh, right. There's so many things I don't even want to talk about. Mm-mm. But you know, peace of mind is something that I jumped on it for, and I said, okay, right. let me give it a try. Let me see how it is, and. So in the name of research and being able to sleep at night, I went yep. for it. No, and that's good. And there are all sorts of different insurance companies out there. There's the supplier pro- insurance that's there that obviously is just going to take care of your anything purchased with the cruise line. But they have lots of different policies. There's some that are just for medical. There's some that you could do for cancel for any reason. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit more. So, you know, there's all sorts of options out there. So you definitely want to you want to think about it. But you always you can't you don't want to think about the reasons why you would use it, but just remember that it covers you for getting home in case something happens with extended family, your mom and dad, your you know some people forget about all of that. They think, oh, we're going on a cruise, we're going no matter what. You just never know. Yep, and of course, read the policy, what it covers and what oh, it yes. doesn't cover. Yeah, the m- number one mistake people make with with trip with the travel insurance is they think it covers or they assume it covers something. And it doesn't. The classic example is, and we we know about this right now, Annette. Uh, hurricane in in Atlanta. I knew where you were oh, going. <laughs> yep, Hurricane Atlantic. Oh, that's it. I'm call, I'm calling my travel insurance. I'm going to cancel, and I'm going to get all my money back. Well, guess what? That doesn't. It, almost none of them cover that because you can't just change your mind because of the weather. If the weather impacts your trip, that's a whole different story. But yes. until your cruise or trip is canceled or some some form of travel that you have booked is out of your hands canceled. A lot of times they won't let you do that. Some plans do offer that kind of – it's going to cost you a little bit more right. for that kind of coverage. But understand what it does cover and what it doesn't cover. So that's a really important yeah. lesson. And, and never think – like right now, you know, we're looking <laughs> a little over a week out and there's a couple of little things happening out there. Um, if it's already formed and it's already got a name, it's not covered. So you can't just last minute buy trip insurance because you're scared of Gaston. It's, right. It's preexisting now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, another first I got – sorry, it's all about me and it. Um, another first I got I know, on this cruise. I know. I it's booked, my ship, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I booked the ultimate drink package for me and my wife after years of telling people that I oh never get gosh. the drink package. Here it is. 
I got the ultimate drink package. Now, why did I get the ultimate drink package? I was getting ready to ask, why not the premium? Why the ultimate? Coffee? Is that all about coffee? Exactly. See, you know me so well on that. That's exactly, as I'm literally, (laughs) there's no no video to this, but I am drinking coffee as we're doing this podcast. But nonetheless, I I got it because, first of all, I was going to get the premium package. And then I saw with Royal Caribbean's 30, or sorry, 20% discount that they've been offering pretty much on everybody's cruises. The difference between the premium yeah. and the ultimate <laughs> was $5 a day. So that's one coffee at Starbucks on Cafe Promenade. That's Starbucks. I can, yep. I can totally do that because I was going to do that anyway. So that's, I'm, it's basically free if you ask me because I was already assuming that. But the other big reason I, I wanted to book the ultimate drink package or a drink package in general was I wanted to break up the total cost of the cruise in that. I wanted to not come home to a monster bill. I wanted to be right. able to space it out. And despite the fact that I'm not convinced either of us are going to get our money's worth out of it, I am still getting it because I wanted to have not not again not have that huge monster bill at the end of the cruise. Even though it may save me money in the in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. I I wanted to, you know, kind of I wanted to hedge my bet and just say, you know what, it's better to have it split up and not have that that pill that's too big to swallow rather than trying to save every possible penny. Does that make sense? I'm basically paying for the convenience. No. It, it, you are paying for it. And I've had the package sometimes and sometimes not. Um, but you know what I found when I have the package? Somebody will be sitting next to me and order some strange drink I've never had before. So guess what? I would like one of those because I'm going to try it. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't like that. <laughs> Let's go for something else. <laughs> but it gives you a chance to not be concerned about what you're spending on that. Um, it does make you rethink, though. You might have a mimosa in the morning because, you know, it's included. Um, but, no, I think it's it's a great, especially for you, you're researching. It's research. <laughs> but I think I think the beverage packages really can be a benefit because as you said, you're already paying for it. You don't have a surprise bill at the end where you go, Wow, we really blew it out on the beach. <laughs> Look at what we spent. So, you know. Absolutely. So let's talk about what about you, Annette? Is there are there any firsts for you? I know you've been on Freedom before as well, but are you doing anything are you planning at this point, and again things may change, but are you yeah. planning on doing anything that's new to you? Well, I um am not eating with you. Um, because I wanted to try open dining. I wanted to try, I've, I've never done that. I've always been assigned, you know, and go and do. So I thought this would be a good, a good cruise to try that on. Um, because for me, six o'clock is too early. 830 is too late. I just, you know, some nights I want to eat late dinner. Sometimes I might want to eat at five. I just, I want to try it and see what I think. Um, I've done it on another cruise line, but I want to try it here and, um, see what I think of that. So, I'll pop in on you at dinner every once in a while, maybe get dessert. But but I'm trying Should that. But I don't, I mean, other than that, uh, you know, I am working and I have office hours, some on, on board the ship. So that's like normal for a group cruise. Um, and for Tracy and myself, we're just kind of going back and reliving because it's been a little over a year. So for us, you know, we're trying to do some of the stuff that we did when we were there on that, when we got married. So we're going back before we set sail, we're going back to the lounge that I drove you nuts about because, um, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I shouldn't say this for fear of jinxing us. I'm not sure. But, um, last year before freedom, what Wednesday before we went down to get on the ship, the ship was on fire. 
So um, I, I was driving Matt crazy over what, what lounges, what lounges do I want to go to? Because I was supposed to get married in the Crown and Anchor lounge. And that was off limits. So, but no, so we want to go back and we want to, you know, we're going to sneak our, our dance into the lounge where we got married at and nice. the helicopter pad. I'm so thrilled that you're going there because I had never been on the helicopter pad at, on a Royal ship. And that's where we took our photos at. So that's, I'm, I'm excited about Selaway. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a lot of fun. There's a lot of great opportunity here. And we're going to talk about some of the events that we're doing for the group cruise because the group cruise is about experiencing some of these things together and doing things together. What do you think, Annette, is – what are your favorite parts or aspects of Freedom of the Seas? What, what – if someone – if a client comes to you and says, hey, you know, I'm thinking of Freedom of the Seas. Why should I book it or just, or just you know, whatever? Why – what ask, what really gets people – you know, excited about Freedom of the Seas, do you think? Because I think there's so much amazing things going on. I love the restaurants. Sabor. Oh, God, I love Sabor. I know. We'll talk uh, about that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, you know, you've got uh, the great, uh, the, which I already talked about, parade, ice skating, flow rider. I love rock climbing wall. Australia. Rock climbing wall, right? There's, there's a lot of cool things on board. It's a really fun ship. It, I think it comes back to what I said earlier about the size. Some people really don't want to get on a floating city. That Oasis just scares them. They just think it's too big, too many people. I think the people count is great. The flow in the ship is awesome. You just really don't feel like you have thousands of people around you. You just don't. I mean, you just don't feel like there's that many people around. There's a good – it's broken up very well. And I know I have said this to many, many a client. This ship has so many activities for your teenagers. It's got so much for young adults. And then for those of us that are scared of getting hurt, we'll watch. Um, you know, so I'd love to watch the flow rider. I love to watch people rock climb. But, you know, I'm scared of heights. So not rock climbing and I'm scared of getting hurt. But <laughs> I might ice skate. But, you know, I think there's just so many different things that you just don't. For me, personally, especially last year, this year going with you guys, I'm going to be hanging with you. But last year I was with extended family and it was so great to be able to go and hang out with my parents and then go and see my kids on the flow rider and it was a great multi-generational trip and i think that ship is perfect for that kind of sailing now talking about the places we're going we are we're going on a western caribbean itinerary visiting labadee love it Lava uh, flows. Fa- sorry <laughs> falmouth very starting with lava flows <laughs> falmouth uh grand cayman and cozumel mexico uh, i Definitely am a big fan of a lot of these stops. I love Cosmount, love Labadee. Falmouth is, is a lot of fun, too. Actually, speaking of first, this will be my first time. In Falmouth, we are reading the tea leaves, so to speak, in that the last time I went to Falmouth, I brought my kids to a beach in the area, and I guess my children are not beach children. I don't know. They kind of go back <laughs> and forth on it. So this time, we're going to crash the Margaritaville pool. Margaritaville, yes, it is yes. a bar and a restaurant, but... We're figuring we're going to get there early. We're going to get off the ship as soon as we get there before everyone starts doing what people typically do in Margaritaville. And there's a great – first of all, it's free admission to get in. There's a huge pool. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. We're going to go hang out there for a little bit. And, of course, we are – since we're there anyway, we're, do you want to tell the people about the event that we're – the meet that we're scheduled for folks on the Royal Caribbean Blog Group Cruise? Well, one, I want to say, dang it. That's what I was going to do. I didn't know everybody else was going to get off and go to Margaritaville. Maybe we're having two meets um, at this port. I have to say I'm already prepping for it. I'm heading to the beach this weekend and having to uh, get a blizzard as well. So we're doing blizzards. Blizzards in Jamaica. Yeah. 
Blizzards in Jamaica. This is a so we do a bunch of events on the group cruise. Just you know, a, a couple just to you know organize ourselves because obviously people want to enjoy their own vacation too. But we figure you know like once or twice a day we have an event. You're, it's up to you whether or not you want to come to it or not. But in this case, in in Falmouth, we're doing Blizzards in Jamaica because there is a Dairy Queen location in the port area, and. Uh, who doesn't love a Dairy Queen blizzard? I certainly do. So, blizzards in Jamaica. We're going to go enjoy that. And I, I just don't know how you can go wrong with that idea. Well, and it's late afternoon, so everybody will have had time to go do shore excursions, go do what they're going to be doing in Jamaica, come back. Who isn't going to be ready for some ice cream? Absolutely. Now, of course, the I, you know as, as excited as I am about that, Annette. Why do we jump to the this? middle of the cruise? <laughs> Why don't we jump to the event that the the meet that is the the pièce de résistance, the the event that, and quite frankly, this is probably the most excited I've ever been for a group cruise event of across any ship we've been on. And so that you're not is, talking Sabor. You're not talking Sabor. Sabor is always good. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, I know, but this outdoes this. This outdo- well, yeah. it, it's a different kind of outdoing, yes. So um, well, yeah, this is a once. A, <laughs> one, this is like kind of a honestly a one, one only. You can only do this once, really, and that is we've rented a yacht for the folks who booked into our group cruise in Grand Cayman, and 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 that we started so talking about this a while ago. This is an awesome idea because we were thinking, you know, we want to do something special to reward the folks that are supporting Royal Caribbean Blog by supporting our sponsor. It's a very much a one to one situation. And I wanted to give back. I wanted to say, you know what? If you're supporting the blog, I'm going to support you. And we were thinking, of how, what would be a fun thing to do together? And we, we support a lot of different ideas in it. I mean, we really threw some against the wall there, and boy, none of them stuck. But this no, one... This one was just this, too good to match. Yes. We've got a 55-foot yacht in Grand Cayman. It's going to pick us up. We're going to he- jump on there, and we are going to have an awesome time. Ascot's optional. But it is about just enjoying, just hanging out on a yacht, cruising around Grand Cayman. And basically, we're telling the captain where to go. This isn't one of those, you know, kind of excursions where, you know, well, we're going to go here and here and here. No, it's up to yeah. us. It's like, bring, a, let's go over here. Sure, why not? Bring us to this beach, you know? Yep. We're and in charge. Like, we own it. Exactly. And it's going to be so much fun because we get to share it with so many folks from the blog who are going to be uh, there with us. And I can't wait because there, it's going to be a lot of obviously sunning ourselves, uh, swimming, jet uh, just, skiing, you know, t- jet skiing, talking. Yes, we got one with a jet ski. Yes, yes. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I really, I'm really, really excited for this one. No, I am too. I am too. I'm just. It can't get here fast enough. <laughs> I know. And we're gonna have the right? Gilligan's Island music going while we're out. I promise you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to tempt fate, Annette. Nice. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> it's only a four-hour tour, um, so there's actually a lot of different meets that we're doing. Also during the during the group cruise, uh, we've got a sail away party. We're doing a go with the lava flow meet. We've got, of course, the Labadoozy Appreciation Society meeting where we have to indoctrinate new members uh, of, to that. And there, there's that a lot one's more. Such going a hard on, meet, you know. That one is such a hard <laughs> one. I know someone's got to do these meets. I'm just saying. So it'll be fun, and of course, we're also visiting some great destinations. As I mentioned, Labadee, Cozumel. I, I'm, I, I really. Geez, is it time to go on the cruise yet? I know. I'm just so ready. But don't forget, we're doing. You're going to be doing a live podcast there towards yes, the end, so everybody can come be a star on the podcast that's on the cruise with us and come and you know tell their tales of how much fun they had. Yeah, I love this because we've done this on a number of other. Uh, group cruises where we record a podcast live and i it's not i mean i, I have to 
talk a little bit, but I want you guys who you guys who were there to to be the stars of the show and hear your experiences on board. And we're going to review Freedom of the Seas together. I think it's going to be an awesome time. I can't wait. And of course, we'll be doing a, a live blog from this cruise as I do every Royal Caribbean cruise I go on at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. I'll be documenting every single day. And on this live blog, and I'm doing something different. Well, I'm doing something different in addition to what I usually do. I'm actually going to keep track of all the drinks I drink. Not not like the names. It's like, you know, I had this, this many cocktails, this many beers. So I can tell if I actually got my money's worth out of it. The drink journal? The drink journal. I like that. <laughs> that's uh, that's patent pending Matt Hotchberg 2016 All Race. I said it. Wait a minute. I, 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 think, I think if we rewind, it sounded like it was my idea. Yes, so, this is how this um, normally goes. <laughs> This is how it normally goes. But hey, before we go, though, you know, not everybody can go on this cruise. Let's not forget about the meetup we're having at Fish Lips the night before we set sail. Because there's some people coming in to visit that can't go with us. Heck yeah, we're doing a meetup. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, this may have passed already. But oh, yeah. uh, we're doing a meetup September 3rd, 2016 at 3.30 at Fish Lips. That's right at Cape Canaveral. Watching the ships sail away, enjoying some drinks, and basically... Just getting excited and hanging out. It's it's a pre cruise meetup, and everyone's invited, whether you're on the group cruise or not. If you can, if you're in the greater Florida area, you want to drive down from a other southeastern state, you're more than welcome to join us for it. More details, by the way, about all these events. I'll post a link in the show notes to it at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And that I cannot wait for this whole cruise. I just bring me to September third already. I want to get to that pre cruise meetup and start the fun because I cannot wait to spend. An entire week with you and so many other great folks from RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. I think we're going to have an awesome time. No, this is going to be great. So excited. Let's just let's go do it. No episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast is complete without your listener emails. I love this because this is our opportunity to talk Royal Caribbean together. We do this each and every week. And you can send me your emails as well. Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt, M-A-T-T. At RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. And I got to give a big shout out to our awesome Royal Caribbean blog listeners because so many of you actually helped us out with last week's question. If you recall in last week's episode, we talked about, someone had a question about how do you know about cabin configuration in terms of which side of the room the couch is going to be on. In many balcony staterooms, there's a sofa slash couch, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes it's near the bathroom. Sometimes the couch is near the balcony door. How do you know? And I freely admitted I had no clue. But a lot of folks provided a lot of great information here. I want to share these because it's important that we get the right information out there. And a huge thank you to everybody for helping me out and everyone else out with getting the answer. First, we have an email from Tony Lawers writes, I heard your podcast the other day on the room configuration on Oasis-class ships. The balcony cabins on Central Park and Broad and Boardwalk are arranged either with bed close to the bathroom or balcony. Other than going online and see if anyone has posted a review or a picture of a particular cabin, like on YouTube or Cruise Deck Plans, the only way is to guess by finding a cabin close with pictures, then counting the room because the configuration alternates between bed close to the bathroom or bed close to the balcony. We also had an email from Don who writes, uh, On your recent podcast, you had a question regarding the location of the bed on Oasis-class ships. I've sailed on Oasis and Allure, and we are booked on Harmony in April 2017. When we sailed on Allure, we had a balcony cabin with the bed by the balcony, which is our preferred arrangement. When walking down the hallway to, to and from our cabin, we noticed some of the cabins had the sofa by the balcony. When we were planning our cruise on Oasis, I researched for how we could determine the configuration. I found this information. There is another wonderful resource c- called cruisedeckplans.com, and this is what we say for easy reference. Some cabins are laid out with the bed near the balcony, others have it near the sofa. Triple and quad cabins... 
triple and quad cabins have this open near the balcony, layout changes every other cabin. To determine if your bed is near the balcony or near the closet, look for the nearest triple or quad and calculate from there. Triples and quads are indicated with a triangle shape in the deck layout. Love your podcast and website. Donald and Tim, thank you so much for the information, you guys. This is perfect. So basically, it alternates. If you can figure out what one is, you know, if you can know, okay, I know for sure based on this photo or this YouTube video that this particular room number has the bed, the sofa by the balcony, every other one is going to be the same configuration. And there you go. Look at that. The power of the internet right here on this podcast. I love this. I love we can help each other. I love learning things too because I had no idea that that was really the pattern involved. So thank you all so much. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Let's keep things rolling with our next email. It is from someone from upstate New York who doesn't want me to share their name. Whereas my wife and I have been on two Royal Caribbean cruises. I've been listening to the podcast for the last few months, educating myself on Royal Caribbean in preparation for our third cruise. This one aboard Oasis of the Seas with our two young children. I'm pretty big on bucket lists and seem to, it seems like a great opportunity to fulfill one. I would like to sing my wife a song in a public space to show her my love. Note, I am not a singer nor someone who likes a spotlight, but I am willing to embarrass myself to show her my love. Do you or any of your listeners have any good ideas for a location aboard Oasis to perform my song? Not sure what song yet. This is such a nice idea. What a great husband. And I will tell you, there's a perfect, perfect location. And that is going to be the On Air Club, which is a karaoke bar in Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, actually, Oasis of the Seas, uh, the Oasis class in general, also the Freedom class has it as well. They actually have a karaoke area called the On Air Club. And boy, if you're going to sing a song to somebody, this is perfect. So maybe you go down there. Don't tell your wife what's going on. Be like, oh, you know, let's just go see what's going on. You know, you go to the bathroom. I'm using air quotes here. Uh, pick out the song. Or tell her that you're just going to sing some random song. And lo and behold, there you go. There's a perfect opportunity to do that. I mean, that's just, I mean, in terms of, you know, acoustics and setup, I think this is by far the best choice. Could you do it in other places? Uh, sure. If you have a balcony stateroom, I suppose you could do it over there. Uh, there's plenty of space on, on the ship. Central Park's not bad. And it, it depends on how, obviously, the, the only issue with the on-air club is you're certainly, it's not a private experience, right? You're going to have a lot of people watching you. I don't know if that matters to you or not. But if you want something more intimate, perhaps Central Park. I mean, you're going to be singing out loud. People are going to hear you. I don't think you're going to, I'm not sure you're looking for that that uh, private an, an occasion. But that being said, I think there are some other options if you, the on-air club doesn't work. But if you're looking for a place to sing to somebody, regardless if it's your wife or anybody, the on-air club is the place to go. And I hope you have a, it's always fun to just go there and watch anyway. So, uh, good luck to you, sir. I hope you uh, have a lot of fun and your plan goes off without a hitch. Next, we have an email from Brian who from uh, Maple Grove, Minnesota. My wife and I are going on our very first cruise on Oasis of the Seas in February 2017. We had previously booked our whole family on Enchantment of the Seas for December 2016, but ended up changing, worrying that the smaller ship would not have as great chance of causing seasickness than Oasis. Are we correct? We also aren't sure about cruising in the summer, even early summer, due to being hurricane season and how that would create rough seas. My question is, do you think we were overthinking seasickness as our single primary factor in choosing a cruise? Of all the cruises we've taken, what percentage have had considered rough seas? Are hurricane season cruises constantly full of nauseated travelers? Thanks. Brian, this is a great question because this is something I get asked a lot. And a lot of people have this fear, especially first-time cruisers or even folks that have only cruised on larger ships. And it is this fear, concern, whatever you want to call it, about seasickness. And I'm here to tell you, Brian, it is greatly overstated. Can you get seasick on a ship? Absolutely. Can you get seasick on your local roller coaster in your car? Yes. It is something, motion sickness is something that can happen anywhere, certainly on a cruise ship. But it is not nearly as prevalent or nearly as common as some people think it is. 
this is the thing. Going on a cruise ship, regardless of which size we're talking about, Radiance, Vision, Oasis, Quantum Glass, doesn't matter, is not the same as going out on your buddy's dinghy or fishing boat, you know, wherever you've been on there. It's a totally different experience. These are massive ships with stabilizers and a lot of equipment to make it smooth. Not only that, the ship itself is looking to ensure that they're they're not looking to look for rough seas. In fact, they're going to do everything they can to avoid it. And in many cases, if you've been on enough Royal Caribbean ships, you probably notice the captain on sea days will actually follow the sun around. You know, if there's clouds ahead, not that there's anything wrong with the clouds, but hey, guests want to have be able to sun themselves by the sun by the pool, and they're going to you know look for good weather. It is in the cruise line's best interest to avoid any kind of storms or any kind of. Uh, weather that is not sunny and, and calm and awesome because it's a bad guest experience. And more importantly, they want to be able to make sure everyone's safe, right? So the, the bottom line, here's what I'm going to tell you. Do you have to, should you worry about it? I'm telling you no. And there's a couple of reasons. Number one, well, everything I just said about that it's not nearly as prevalent as, as you may think it is. Number two, modern medicine is wonderful at treating this. Even if you are one of those people who gets it, it can happen to anybody. I freely admit it. It, it could happen. It is a possibility. I will tell you that the, the between over-the-counter medication and the medication you can get from your doctor and even uh, kind of homeopathic uh, alternatives, treatments for this, are all really effective at, at using this. And my advice to you, and this is when we, when we when I first started cruising, my wife especially had this concern as well. She said, I, I don't want to get seasick. Remember, it was our honeymoon cruise. We were like, we're not going to get seasick on our honeymoon no matter what. So what did we do? We took Bonine. Bonine is an over-the-counter medicine that's available here in the United States very easily to get. You can get it almost at any pharmacy out there. We stocked up on that, bought that, and basically what you do is you take one a day, and it works, I think it's basically just one pill every 24 hours, and you take it, so you wake up in the morning, you take it, and it's totally fine for it. There is one side effect to most of these, and this is true of Bonine, Dranamine, and pretty much every one that is over-the-counter. There is a... A, you may make you a little tired, a little uh, uh, fatigued. You're going to probably end up taking a nap in the daytime. Not the end of the world. I mean, I do love myself a nice nap by the pool. <laughs> Never one to turn one down. But that is uh, one common side effect. It's probably the end. Cotton mouth, I think, is the other common side effect. So, But otherwise, it totally guards against it. But what we found was after a couple days of taking naps in the afternoon, we realized... Okay, there's nothing really to worry about, and we stop taking it. And since then, we rarely, if ever, take it. And just take it with us just in case, right? So what I'm trying to tell you, Brian, is you shouldn't worry about it. Be prepared. If you are really concerned about it, talk to your, you can get the patch behind your ear, which is another option. That's something you have to get from your doctor as a prescription. That's another option as well. But honestly, Brian, and a lot of people have this fear, and it's irrational, but it's okay. Trust me, it's a lot of people ask me about this. Don't worry about it. Now, your other question was about hurricane season and rough seas and all that kind of stuff. Our first, your last question was, are hurricane season cruises constantly full of nauseated travelers? Absolutely not. It is very rare that a storm even come, a ship even comes close to a storm, let alone encounter something that reminds you of the Poseidon adventure. It's nothing like that. In fact, in many cases, and we've seen this if you, if, if you're listening to this, this, uh, podcast episode in the days that it actually came out, you would have seen in the last couple, in the last week or so, a couple of Royal Caribbean ships had their itineraries changed to do some tropical storms in the area. Can that happen? Absolutely. I mean, hurricane season is a reality. It goes from the beginning of June through the end of November. And the reality, though, is a couple things. Number one, while hurricane season extends that whole period of the year, 
it's very rare to have storms in the early part of it. In fact, the bulk of storms occur in the months of August, September, and October. That is the peak. After and before that, it's possible to have it, but it's fairly rare. And in fact, in June and July, it's very rare to see a storm. It's not impossible, but it can happen. And November is also on the rarer side as well. So I will tell you that the you should absolutely not use that as your factor of, prim- of choosing a cruise. And you asked your first question, do you think we were overthinking seasickness as our single primary factor in choosing a cruise? I would say absolutely yes. It is a mistake to do that, Brian. Should you consider it? Sure. If you're looking at a cruise in September versus February, yeah, I even I would admit I would say, well, there is one downside of that September cruise. Quite possibly, there could be a storm that may alter our itinerary, right? Maybe go Eastern Caribbean instead of Western Caribbean or vice versa or go to Bermuda instead, right? That is a possibility, not a likely possibility, but a possibility as opposed to February, which you're pretty much not going to have to worry about that kind of situation. Uh, So I would not look at – I mean, it's a consideration, but it should be very low on your list. Very, very low. Medicine is here to help you, and I know I've gone a little bit on my – soapbox here to tell you about it hey look brian i'm going on freedom of the seas as you you just heard in this episode you know early september there have been a couple storms here and around us you know i i really have the quesara mentality we know in quesara is french for whatever will be will be perhaps you remember that famous song from the 60s that you know quesara sarah Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera. I mean, there's my singing for the episode, and I apologize to everybody who had to listen to that. But the point is, in addition to that song actually being nice to hear, and it's, it's a pleasant song to listen to, it really means there's some things you just can't deal with. You can't, you have no control over. One of them is the weather. Even if I know something's coming, a storm is coming, you know what? It's out of my control. Nothing I can do about it. So you really can't worry about it. And I would absolutely not consider seasickness or anything like that being remotely in my top five of considerations when picking a cruise. You should be looking at what the ship offers, staterooms, prices. Honestly, those three can be interchangeable in terms of the order. You know, the uh, the excursions you're interested in doing, uh, facilities for your kids. I mean, these are all more important considerations when you're looking at what cruise to pick. Seasickness and hurricanes should be very much at the bottom because they're not as prevalent or as likely a scenario to impact your cruise as you might think so. Brian, it's a very good question, and I'm glad you brought it up. I really am because I think it really is going to help a lot of people who are concerned about the same thing. A lot of people go through, especially first-time cruisers, and I want to make sure it's very clear it's not nearly as uh, likely to happen, and certainly you shouldn't make that a primary consideration. So thank you for the email, Brian. Very, very good stuff. Let's keep things moving here with our next email. And it is from Susan Widowson, my good friend, who writes, Matt, when doing a back-to-back and you don't have the same cabin, you don't have to move your things. The cabin suit will do it for you. We did one of these last year. We just had to repack things from the drawers and bathroom and take the things out of the safe. The cabin steward moved the luggage and hanging clothes. Awesome, Susan. Thank you. So, yes, you are correct. And I'm not doubting you one bit that you they will take your bags for you. I guess the issue is if you're changing rooms, you have to un- you have to repack. You have to put stuff back into the bags. I mean, hanging clothes maybe are a different issue, but you're still packing up, right? Are you lugging your luggage around? Absolutely not, and you're 100% right about that. But the advantage of someone staying in the same room is that you don't have to do any of that stuff. You just leave everything where it is. So, again, would I, Susan, would I, would I make that the end-all be-all, you know, do a back-to-back cruise if I can't get the same, you know, room? No, I, I think I would, trust me, <laughs> you know what's better than one cruise? It's two cruises. And I wouldn't make that a factor, but I, in a perfect world, I think most people will tell you, 
if you're doing a back-to-back, the best practice is to have the same room for both cruises. That way you don't have to worry about unpacking and it makes it a whole lot simpler, right? One less thing to do, actually two less things to do because you're going to be packing and unpacking later, but it is good. It is a good tip absolutely to share that your cabin steward will move all your stuff for you. So you don't have to on that turnaround day, lug all your stuff around like you would if you were coming on for the first day. So it is a good tip. Thank you, Susan, for the information. And our last email today comes from us from Jeff from North Carolina. Love what you do. Keep it up. Here's my question. If the ship is not book solid, can we tour unused cabins such as the Royal Suite, Owner Suite, etc. to see the differences? Great question, Jeff. And a lot of people wonder about that, too. Here's the... In my experience, I'm going to give you my experience answer, Jeff. I don't know, actually know what the, the official answer is. If you go on embarkation day and you're able to get to any of these rooms, whether they're booked or not, before the guest gets there... Usually, if you ask nicely, the room attendant will let you peek in there. Maybe not. I don't know if they'll let you go in, but I've been told on a couple different times, as long as someone's, the guest hasn't actually checked in yet, as in gotten to the room and gotten in there, they'll do that. The thing is, you can't, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, right, Jeff? Have, you know, if you, and I say this because, of course, what did I say? You ask nicely and maybe they'll let you see, look around. Maybe. It's not the end all be all rule. And obviously, this, the stateroom tenants are actively working to ensure these rooms are, you know, ready to go, pristine condition, whether they're a suite or an inside room. They want to make sure that these rooms are perfect for when the guest arrives. So it's not to say that there's going to be active tours of rooms because, I mean, imagine if you're coming to your room. All right, I got my royal suite all set up. Here I come. And there's half a dozen people waiting in the room looking around and, you know, walking around. It, it wouldn't really be a great idea. So... Now, your question was specifically about not sold rooms, right? Unused cabins. The reality is there's very few that ever get to that point, in fact, these days. Because these days, Royal Caribbean ships really do sail full. It's it's really amazing to me. Because I remember, you know, probably about 15, 20 years ago, that wasn't necessarily the norm. And there were open cabins on the ship. But these days, it's very rare to see, especially those suite-level rooms, go unsold. The Royal does give them a lot of credit because they're doing a great job at selling these rooms and there's a high amount of demand for it. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that those unbooked rooms, especially at this level, may not actually be there, whether or not they're occupied or not. But I would say, you know, if you've got one on your mind, like I really want to go see what the Royal Suite looks like, go on embarkation day, you know, go right at one o'clock when those rooms open up, ask the stateroom attendant, hey, I'm just curious, can I go take a quick peek around? They may say no to you and not much you can do about it, Jeff. I mean, I guess the next best thing is to go to YouTube, Jeff, because there's plenty of YouTube videos on almost all of these suites, especially the the suite level rooms. You know, almost every room in your category you can find a video of, but uh, these suites t- tend to get a little more attention, so people make YouTube videos of them. But that was that's what I would do, honestly. Watch it on YouTube because hey, it gives you something to do right now, it gives you a little bit of a virtual trip on board, and you don't have to uh, one less thing to do when you're on board the ship, and more time at the pool or Windjamer or whatever it is you do for fun, Jeff. So it's a good question. Thank you for bringing it up, and that's gonna wrap up this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me. Of course, I want to remind everybody that this week, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, uh, I'll be live blogging from Freedom of the Seas. So if you want to. Follow along. I'll post the link in our show notes to my live blog I'll be doing. I'll also be doing Periscopes and Facebook Live videos, internet permitting, which allow me to do live video broadcasts from Freedom of the Seas. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I would love if you could join us for that. So I'll post links in our show notes to all of that stuff. So that way it would be very easy for you to follow along, and uh, I, I really can't wait. I'm very, very excited. I love when I get to record these kinds of episodes because... 
There's nothing better. Well, of course, being on the ship. But this next best thing to being on the ship is recording podcast episodes about going on the cruise. About to go on, if that makes any grammatical sense. Anyway, I'm very excited if you can't tell. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time on the next Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thanks.